LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Yes, and here we are again. In fact, I, this is an episode I've been looking forward to a while, for a while, actually. Why is that? Well, for two reasons. One is the guest. Perfect. Surprise in a second. I'm going to leave that one. But two, because I think this is a hugely important topic that people in ministry need to tackle with. And we are talking about it more, which is brilliant. Mm. Um, but we need to work out how we talk about it in a helpful way uh, that actually leads to um, solutions long term. I think You have got me very interested in the topic. Well, hopefully you know what it is. Well, the one thing's brought to you with thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. We're also proudly part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. So check out our network page and see all the other quality Christian podcasts there. But for now, you've pressed play on episode number 74 of The One Thing, Avoiding Burnout. Now, I picked up a quote the other day at a conference. Uh, it said, the clergy role is sui generis, so unique. It wraps up the personal, professional, and the spiritual in one package. It was quite a profound statement. You know, you have got your personal life, your professional life, and your spiritual life, you know, all in the one role. And very hard to, you know, pull them apart and tease them out. So I'm excited to have uh, Peter Moore with us today. Uh, Peter Moore uh, now uh, has an extensive mentoring ministry across Australia, currently meeting up with uh, over 30 pastors from a whole bunch of different denominations. He's also in the past been a uh, an active Presbyterian pastor. He's uh, an online trainer. He's a in-front-of-you trainer. Uh, he's a theological educator. Uh, Peter has loads of experience, and so I'm excited to have Peter Moore uh, with us today. Welcome. Nice to be here. So both Scott and I have done the Allstone program, which we loved. And one of the things you spoke about in the Allstone uh, was defining what burnout is. Can you talk to us about how you think about burnout, how you define it? Yes. Uh, so essentially, if the big on the big picture, burnout is a loss of motivation. Most of the research on burnout is based on motivation theory. Mm. But if you want to push down into it a, within a bit more detail, it's got three major aspects, emotional exhaustion, cynicism about perhaps what you're doing and the people you're working with, and finally, a loss of confidence in your own competence mm. as an operator, as a perhaps a pastoral leader. Mm. So so what's then the difference between burnout and stress out? Because you know, some people talk about feeling stressed. What's the difference between burnout and stress out? Okay. Stress is an overall pressure on us. I mean, most stress is good stress. Yep. Most of us perform well under stress. But if we experience long, medium to long-term chronic stress, then we can have one of two different unfortunate responses. One is burnout. The other, you know, I've coined, I think, the term stress out, which mm. I used in the Oilstone program. So in the burnout response... The emotional damage is primary, and be, as a sort of a protective mechanism from this chronic stress, you stop caring, you become emotionally exhausted, you stop caring about what you're doing, and you slow down. In the stress out response, um, it's actually, you go faster and faster as a response to the stress, and it's actually the physical damage of this chronic ongoing stress that is primary, and that leads to 
the normal sort of physical uh, symptoms, you know, heart disease. Um, often people stop looking after themselves properly and they gain weight and they develop other sorts of um, physical responses. Physical responses, yeah. So, so it's helpful to hear there, there is a, a natural level of stress that we all experience. It's a good thing. But if it's too much, uh, if it's regular, it, can, it, it leads to the creation of, um, of burnout. That's it. Um, one of the things that's been coming up around the around the places uh, as is the sort of discussion of around trauma, uh, and I, you know I heard this week the language of vicarious trauma. You know, so the the pastoral role is a lot like say uh, you know defence or ner- you know someone in the nursing profession. There's a whole bunch of uh, trauma that they experience as just part of your role, but in the pastoral profession, you you have this vicarious trauma. That's right. So. People talk of primary trauma and secondary trauma. So primary trauma is where something traumatic, wounding um, happens to you or in your presence. Perhaps you witness something really traumatizing. And secondary trauma is where you actually experience that, if you like, looking over somebody else's shoulder. They recount it to you. And because of your empathy and your sort of putting yourself in their position, you experience a kind of secondary trauma. Mm -hmm. And secondary trauma can lead to various forms of phobia. So fear responses, when you get into circumstances that look like that traumatic situation. And so they they spoke about you then, you know, experience, you know, reflecting on what's happening out there, but then reflecting on what's happened to you in the past, which you may have, you know, pushed down or, you know, not been aware of. But actually, the secondary response actually causes you to have your own, you know, range of internal emotions as well. That's right, which is quite a different um, phenomenon to burnout. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's often when people are carrying damage from ministry, say, and we're talking about pastoral ministry. Yeah. There's the burnout damage of emotional damage, which is more or less a slowing down of the emotions and a blunted. You stop caring so much about things. But with the tra- the secondary trauma, it's more of a phobic thing. It's anxiety. It, you become super sensitized and so forth. Mm. So so what's your advice to ministry workers when they're starting to experience those three, um, you know, those three symptoms of, of burnout? Okay. Essentially, you need to know what the dynamics of stress are, mm. I think, first of all, and manage those dynamics in a healthy way. Mm. There's always the stressors, There's the and you can manage how much stress you're going under. There's the way you frame that stress in terms of perhaps your gospel perspective. And then there's your personal, physical self-care, you know, good exercise, food, good sleep, which builds and other su- support strategies which build your resilience. So that's the first thing. Understand how stress works and manage that. They've actually found that having stress and being engaged with what you're doing is actually associated with not burning out. So Mm. actually stress and being highly engaged in your work is actually good for you, provided you maintain your spiritual resources while you do this. Mm. Um, With the secondary trauma, you have to be aware of the the effects of uh, experiencing other people's trauma as an observer. And I think you occasionally, if needed, a counselling tune-up is going to help you with that. Mm. Mm. We're going to come back to you in a moment. But one of the things we uh, will do, we're going to, Scott's got a few resources. He's going to throw at us, and then we're going to come back and ask you a few questions there. 
we said at the head of the show, the one thing is part of the Life Way Leadership Podcast. We just want to pause to point you to one of our other podcasts, the Unseen Leadership Podcast. Chen Levanoi, Josh Hunter, exploring unseen stories that have made leaders who they are today. Uh, this is a podcast for young leaders uh, to learn from those by exploring their early days of leadership, the mistakes they made, things they learned, the things that shaped them, the habits they formed, Unseen Leadership on your favorite podcasting app. Now, Scott, what do you got for us? Three top resources. Uh, I think we've talked about this uh, resource before, Zeal Without Burnout by mm. Christopher Ash. Just a really helpful uh, book. He reflects on his own experience. Uh, so I think that's a, a, a great book. Um, I've talked about journaling before. I don't think we do it enough. Uh, but journaling is a, is a great resource that we can all do. And, and the great thing about it is, is it's free. It gives you uh, the opportunity to to reflect on on your ministry life, and and I think often in the business and the urgency of you know week to week church, we don't get a chance to uh, actually see what God um, has been doing. Another book that was recommended uh, this week to me is is a book called Family Systems and Congregational Life, and it's by Robert uh, Creech, uh, Robert Creech, so C R E E C H. We'll provide a link uh, for that online, and then the final thing. Peter talked about, you know, getting a tune-up, you know, going and seeing a counsellor. Um, I guess one of the ways to sort of identify and see where you're going is to do an online stress test. And so I'll put a link uh, to an online stress test there. Um, What's the one, Peter, the one that Oilstone Program uses, it's a one-page? Okay, so there's uh, the Holmes and Ray stress inventory, hmm. which is all about life stress and the sort of background noise of stress in your life, mm-hmm. you know, having to move home, having to change jobs, conflict in the family, whatever it might be, significant illness. It's a sort of a life uh, stress inventory. It doesn't particularly take up the stress of the specific stresses of that um, sui generis role, role that unique yeah, yeah. pastoral ministry role. It's just it's from secular stress research. Yeah. Um, in Austin now we're using an, an adjusted version of that, which also takes it uh, account of resilience factors. Yep. Mm. So pluses and negatives that either would build your resilience or actually reduce your resilience. Yep. Excellent. Oh, that is a, that is a great segue, um, Peter, to my next question, which is how do you coach pastors to have resilience in ministry? And I don't want you to give it all away because you, if you are looking for a coach, you should, uh, you should give Peter more a call and look up his ministry and we'll, we'll provide a link in the show notes as well to, I, I hate saying the name. Aidifica. I don't know how to say it. Aidifica. Aidifica. There you go. Aidifica. Just means edify it, or build or construct. This is very cultural, this episode. <laughs> it is very, very cultural. cultural. Yeah. But we'll see Lots you of Latin. We'll see Lots you Peter's of, website. In fact, I think we should do a whole podcast in the future in Latin. <laughs> I think that would be great. That would be very relevant, I think. Anyway, so the People would appreciate is, that. Peter, how, how, do you, how do you coach pastors to have resilience in ministry? Um, basically to attend to their own, uh, thoughts and feelings to begin with and understand themselves well. So listen to themselves. And so I do a lot of listing Mm. in, um, mentoring sessions. And as I ask questions, they listen to themselves. And usually once people hear themselves say things and observe things, they can then attend and take action on any areas. Uh, so listening, attending to themselves, their thoughts and feelings, but also there's some classic, you know, self-care strategies that people can have. Um, even just having a coach or a mentor or even a pastoral supervisor mm. is a great way of taking care of yourself. 
Um, and so that's a good strategy. But various things like good nutrition, exercise, you know, the counselling tune-up, getting away from work and detaching, um, good rhythms of rest. Now, I'm, I'm asking for a friend. How, how important is it as your is your family origin? How, how important is family origin in the, in the context of burnout? I think apparently with burnout, about 50% of your statistical vulnerability mm. to burnout is actually comes from your genetics. Now, I don't know whether that means, you know, your DNA or your family background. Mm. And about 50% is stuff that you can actually address um, or it's about the way you operate. Mm. Um, so family of origin is important. I mean, family systems theory... I'm not, I'm not an expert or trained in family systems theory, though I've read the books that most people have. Um, it's really important to understand how you react to various kinds of situations, scenarios in pastoral leadership. And um, actually, I describe my mentoring ministry as sitting with people and encouraging them to uh, think about what they're doing, staying calm mm. and thinking about what they're doing, rather than being reactive, which is often how we're wired from our families of origin, just to think about how you respond to people mm. and stay calm. Now, asking, I'm asking for a friend as well here. Um, how important in this in this whole area is self-awareness? Self-awareness is critical. So Howard Gardner was the guy back in the 80s, I think, who came up with this idea of eight different kinds of intelligence. You know, there's IQ, there's mm. EQ, emotional intelligence, and so forth. One of them is intrapersonal intelligence. So knowing yourself well, knowing your personality type, knowing the things that vitalize you and devitalize you, yeah. uh, your natural, the kind of the natural grain that you would work in. Yeah. Uh, so it's really critical to know yourself well. Now, now you speak about the importance of, uh, of values. Can you tell us why uh, understanding and knowing your own personal values and then I guess extrapolating them for your ministry as well is so important uh, for, for uh, you know, I guess, avoiding burnout? Probably the most common thing I do as I help mentorees and coachees thinking about themselves and mm. understanding themselves well is in this area of core values. So the, your core values are the things that really matter to you. And so most people in a kind of a broadly evangelical and reformed camp believe the same things. But the things within that set of things we believe that really matter to us mm. are quite different and we're passionate about different things and conflict and confusion come about when core values are not shared. Mm. Mm. And so to understand the things that matter to you helps you operate healthily with other people mm. to understand maybe the distress that you find when you're working in a context where may maybe a core value of yours is regularly being uh, transgressed. And so it helps you operate in a healthy way with other people. That's great. Now, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. We could talk to you for quite a while more than <laughs> this, but in theory, we're supposed to go 15 minutes. So, Pete, can we ask, what is the one thing that we should be taking away when it comes to avoiding burnout? If you understand the dynamics of stress, that there, there are stressors, there's the way you filter that, which I think I would encourage people to have a gospel perspective on stress. And it's been found that if you have that kind of gospel perspective, that actually helps you avoid stress. And that has, you know, lots of different permutations. 
And then there's the, the actual physical resilience and emotional resilience you have. So the dynamics of stress are important to understand. Well, thanks, Peter. It's been great having you on the show today. If you've liked what you've heard today on The One Thing, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment just to rate the show on iTunes and even leave a comment. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Uh, thank you, Pete, for coming on. Coming up in our next episode, we are taking a trip to New South Wales' north coast. We're going to be talking to Chris Eakins from Coast DC about building a beachhead for mission. Excellent. I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. Chat soon.